This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. A quick reminder, tomorrow, you probably heard the commercials, I will be broadcasting live at the Prime Table Restaurant on 11th Street in Niles. I'll be there in the morning from 6 until 9 in the morning. And then I'll be broadcasting my radio show 3 until 6 in the afternoon. And again, veterans get a a free breakfast or a free dinner. And they're encouraging carryout this year uh, when you bring your ID and your proof. Uh, then that way we don't have to deal with all of the uh, the COVID stuff that is uh, happening there as well. So again, uh, all of those uh, details uh, are in the commercial that we have today, and we'll also pass them out for you. Well, not pass them out. Um, starting to run out of energy, getting hungry. We'll start to tell you tomorrow in the morning and then again in the afternoon. All right, let's take a look at some of the other stuff that is kind of going on in the, the political world. Uh, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel friendly reminder who says that she should have uh, sold her 401k off and bought stock in in uh, sex robots instead uh, sent a cease and desist order to a journalist this is interesting stuff let's take a look at what's going on there because uh, again we can't have we can't have uh, you know news media being harassed by the government or anything So the letter was sent to Big League Politics about their exclusive content uh, on leaks from Detroit that outlined poll worker training wherein workers were bragging about committing voter fraud in a variety of different ways. The reporter who broke the story, Shane Trejo, was also one who was a witness for the voter fraud in Detroit. And Trejo says that he considers... He considers this witness intimidation and is fearful that it will be used as a pretext for some criminal actions. So in the letter, which was dated October 28th, which is interesting, the Michigan Attorney General cites the two, uh, two to three factual errors in the bulk of Trejo's reporting and demands on behalf of the Michigan government to take every single article related to Detroit leaks off of the internet. Now, let me just let's just stop for a second and let's let's say that Trejo's reporting is inaccurate. Let's just say that what is being reported in Trejo's articles are not true. So what? We're supposed to have a free press that can lie about anybody, right? That's the uh, that's the whole moniker of what CNN and MSNBC and blue checkmark brigaders and columnists and everything else have been talking about for all of these years. We're allowed to lie about Donald Trump. How dare he threaten us with lawsuits when we commit libel? Remember that? If we lie about Donald Trump and he threatens to sue us, he is threatening a free press who is allowed to lie. Now, suddenly, the attorney general in the state of Michigan doesn't believe in that while simultaneously lying about a whole host of things. How many times we caught Dana Nezel already in, in a bunch of lies? And it goes back to the, uh, you know, Trump is taking money away from the National Guard to build a border wall story where Dana Nezel made the argument that Trump was jeopardizing jeopardizing the safety and welfare of Michiganders by taking funds away from the Michigan 
Michigan National Guard that the Michigan National Guard wasn't appropriated. She was lying in that article. So this is... What I find so interesting about this, again, tribalism is this cancer on our society where if the other guy does something that I find objectionable, they're a criminal, but I will do it. I will do the same thing, and because I'm doing it, it's okay. Or because my side is doing it, it's okay. If their side does it, it's criminal. Perfect example is everything that happened in impeachment. All of the stuff that Trump was accused of doing in impeachment, Biden himself did. And nobody on the political left thinks that Biden did anything wrong, even though he did the stuff that they falsely accused Trump of doing. Yet they impeached the president. The Detroit Leaks reporting shows Detroit poll workers who were trained in how to lie, trained on how to handle ballot challenges from Trump supporters, uh, told to call 911 on any challengers and to use COVID as an excuse to deny poll challengers access to view the ballots as they were being counted and tabulated. Uh, by the way, these videos and things like that were taken down from social media, too. Um, but this is the attorney general telling a reporter, you're not allowed to write an article about any of this. So we're sending you a cease and desist or we're going to take legal action against you because your reporting may not be 100% correct. Now, for the record, if it's all a lie, we were told by Democrats that you are not allowed to do this. This is this is an affront to the First Amendment, and this is an attack on the free press. So even if Dana Nessel is correct, what she is doing, according to liberal Democrats, is unconstitutional and an attack on free press in the United States and is, in fact, an attack on democracy. Now, if she's not correct and the stuff that is in these videos is accurate and the Detroit leaks accusations are true, you have major voting fraud in the state of Michigan, which leads to a whole other thing. This was a terrible lose-lose situation on her part. I don't know what she was thinking. But again, the press will cover for her and, and why why even bother? You know, this we'll just cover for her and pretend it actually didn't happen. Sure, why not? Now speaking of speaking of things that you're allowed to do but other people are not allowed to do. Joe Biden, who is responsible for all of the legal troubles of General Michael Flynn, all of those legal troubles that were not ever supposed to happen, General Flynn did not do anything illegal at all. But it was Joe Biden who previously claimed he had no knowledge of any of this, wasn't involved in it. He's the one that came up with the idea of using the Logan Act against Michael Flynn. That was Joe Biden who did that. Joe Biden, the presumptive future president of the United States, conspired to have somebody falsely, criminally accused of a crime they did not commit and was a willing participant in fabricating evidence against that person. But I know, you Republicans who voted against Trump, you took the moral high ground by voting for that guy. I get it. Um... Biden and his team are violating the Logan Act right now, according to multiple people who are tied to the Biden campaign.
apparently Biden is having phone calls with foreign leaders about his agenda going forward. They have just spent four years telling you that was criminal. And now Biden himself is doing it. His transition team is doing it. Again, by their own standard, they should all be locked up in prison just like Michael Flynn was. What is going on? Barack Obama's Iran echo chamber, Ben Rhodes, said that the media's, uh, said the media's pretend president-elect Joe Biden is already having phone calls with foreign leaders about, quote, the agenda they're going to pursue January 20th. But they said you're not allowed to discuss any of that stuff when they were talking about General Flynn. You weren't allowed to have those discussions if you're Michael Flynn. Those are criminal acts that violate the obscure, often, well, the obscure, technically never used Logan Act. Now they're doing exactly that? Joe Biden's transition team is doing what they say is criminal and the press is ignoring it, celebrating it, talking about how this is your president-elect, which he is not, taking command and taking charge. You just spent four years telling us this was criminal and you need to be behind bars if you do any of what Ben Rhodes is saying Biden's transition team is doing. You built a fake case around a man who was innocent of any wrongdoing. You fabricated evidence against him, ruined his life, and now you're doing the exact same thing that you're telling him was illegal to do? And the media isn't jumping all over this for the hypocrisy? Of course not. Because it's okay to talk to foreign leaders about your agenda if you're Democrat, if you're Republican. Mm -mm, that's a crime. That's collusion. Yeah, but you voted to take the moral high ground. More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Some uh, weird stuff happening in Oregon. Washington Times is reporting that Oregon's election director was abruptly fired in a text message by the Secretary of State after he pointed out serious issues with the state's aging and vulnerable technology for running elections. Um, isn't that kind of his job? So the elections director of the state who points out we've got some vulnerabilities and our voting system is way too old, which, again, it is. And then they get fired via text message. <laughs> elections director Stephen Trout learned in a text message on Thursday night as his department and county election officials were still counting votes from the November 3rd election that he was out. Uh, on Friday, Secretary of State Bev Clarno a Republican appointed to the position by Democratic Governor Kate Brown announced to county clerks and other elections officials in Oregon's 36 counties that 
Today is also Steve Trout's last day with the agency. So, so now you've got election officials in the state who apparently are stunned by this, going, what in the heck is happening? Um, so Steve... Dr- <laughs> this is a real name. Steve Drunkenmiller. Um, a veteran Lynn County clerk. I'm sorry about making fun of the name, but that's epic. I mean, that's a great name. Said, Clarno's actions were dangerous and, quote, so ignorant. We are still in the election process right now. We are reconciling. We're dealing with problems right now as far as your signatures and communicating with voters who didn't sign the ballots. We're going to have to do recounts. All of these things, she doesn't understand elections. Why would the Secretary of State understand elections? It's just... But you know, this is the thing. This is another issue, too, that we, we have in um, in other states is that so when you send people out to to fix their ballot. All right. Now, many states allow a couple of days to do this. So you mail in your ballot. Maybe you forget to sign your ballot. Right. They know who you are. So the idea is they're supposed to send out some people to come to your house, verify your identity, sign the ballot so that the ballot can be counted. That is normal. That happens, you know, in a lot of states. The problem was is that they were, they were um, apparently telling these people who are going out to provide as little help as possible to Republicans, and to go out of their way and bend over backwards for Democrats. That's a problem. If you're sending people out to correct their ballot only to one side, or giving preferential treatment to one side. You have a major issue with election fraud at that point in time. That's fraud. You can't do that. You can't help one side over the other if you're supposed to be impartial in the process. And that allegedly happened in a couple of states. Pennsylvania is also one of those states. Uh, Trout, in a letter emailed on November 2nd to the Republican and Democratic candidates to replace Clarno, who did not run, described problems with the Internet technology side of the Secretary of State's office. He also said federal money had been misspent and that $11.7 million from the federal government must be returned by December 31st because the legislature did not authorize to spend a penny of the funds. So this is, the, the guy's looking, he's we got $11 million from the federal government, but we didn't authorize expenditures for it. And by law, we have to return it because nothing was authorized, but we spent the money. Like, what are we doing? So, what ended up happening is they fired him. They fired him for pointing out, um, well, ineptitude, um, issues with the election system, and potential fraud by the state of the federal government. <laughs> and they fired him in the middle, in the middle of counting votes. Honcho for elections got fired. Now. You look at uh, the FCC. Republicans have begun filing complaints with the FCC about networks who falsely claim that Joe Biden is the president-elect. Now, wouldn't you know it? So we noticed this on social media. My wife and I noticed this on social media. Uh, On Facebook and Twitter, it used to be president-elect Biden. It's now presumptive. (laughs) They got rid of the president-elect part. And you'll even notice, you'll, you'll listen to it here on Fox News, too, because Fox News did president-elect a couple of times also. But now, um, on radio at least, you're hearing them say presumptive winner. So now everybody, everybody is saying presumptive winner. And what's funny about this 
is I seem to recall a couple of you amoebas out there in the audience giving me crap for pointing out that basic fact on Sunday and then again yesterday and even today on the show. And as I said on Sunday when I posted about this on social media, it's not semantics, it's civics. The reality is he is not the president-elect. That isn't going to happen for some time now. Not necessarily because of the voting. And look, I have to go through this every presidential election, and I always have to correct people about it. It's a perpetual thing. This is just one of those things that sticks in my craw. And he's not the president-elect, period. Now, Biden's running around saying he's the president-elect. He's got a sign saying he's the president-elect. Pelosi's saying he's the president-elect. A bunch of the media said he's president-elect. Guess what? He factually, legally isn't. Doesn't matter how much you cry. Doesn't matter how much you scream, how much you whine about it. He isn't the president-elect. When he is, I will tell you if he is. If he gets to that point, we'll see. But he's not. And a bunch of these networks went around and called him the president-elect. And here's the thing. A lot of people say, well, this isn't a big deal. It's just wordplay. No, that's just it. There's a legal meaning behind it. If you're the presumptive winner, it means you haven't won yet. The election outcome is leaning in your direction and you are likely to win. If you're the president-elect, the results have been certified and you have been elected president. This sets in motion an entirely different legal framework going forward. It not only affects the line of succession, how an election is to be handled if somebody dies or cannot fulfill their duties. It also affects the way that people are gained access to the government, certain files, intelligence documents that require security clearance. It changes everything legally and constitutionally. So when you say somebody's the president-elect, when they factually aren't the president-elect, you can't be you can't be surprised when people start filing complaints with the FCC over it. Is it a little bit petty? Yeah, but they're petty all the time, and they're being petty by labeling him as the president-elect. So petty back, ladies and gentlemen. We got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Uh, somebody says, your own station just said president-elect on the Fox News break. Uh, I didn't hear the Fox News break just now. I was talking to the audience on the live stream. But earlier, I heard them say uh, presumptive. So I don't know. I didn't hear that part. But whoever says president-elect is incorrect. Okay, Factually and legally, that hasn't happened. So regardless of who it is. I don't care if they're people I work with. I don't care if they're people who are news news partners. It doesn't matter. The law is the law, and he's not president-elect. He is the presumptive winner. Tremendous legal differences between those two. And uh, you're seeing that kind of play out with the transition team starting to do stuff. And this is another thing. If you're the transition team, uh, not only are they doing the things that they said were illegal when General Michael Flynn did it, and they're now admitting that they're doing it, but they're not 
they're not the official transition team of the president-elect yet. So right now, they're just civilians reaching out to, to foreign governments and foreign representatives and talking to them about what kind of policy they would like to pursue. That's a Logan Act violation. They're not the official transit. Pete Buttigieg is not <laughs> not on the transition team of the president-elect right now, so he can't do that stuff. So it's just that's all there is. All right, hot the uh, the Fox News hot mic moment. We got to talk about this because this goes back to the media can call you the president-elect all they want. You're not. The media can say that you're the president, that you won the election all they want. That's not how it works. So there's a hot mic moment where Sandra Smith. And she's she's sitting there and she is rolling her eyes. She's rolling her eyes at a guest who is uh, talking about the legal past that and everything else that is happening with uh, with the uh, the challenges here in the election. Fox News viewers were enraged after a hot mic moment from the network. Sandra Smith showed her grimacing as she questioned a guest's assertion that it's not the media's job to call races. I think everybody wants to know that this was done properly and legally, and we can trust the results. That's attorney Cleta Mitchell. And I think that we have to look into every one of those these concerns. Remember, just because CNN says, or even Fox News says, that somebody's president doesn't make them president, Mitchell said. Now, that's all true. What? Smith says in response. What is happening? Like, Trace, we've called it. That's just it. She just made the point. It doesn't matter what you call. The race isn't over. Joe Biden doesn't have 270 electoral votes at this time right now as I'm talking to you. He's presumed that he will get them. But they haven't they haven't certified the results. The counting hasn't even stopped in multiple states. There's plenty of ballots that are still out there in Pennsylvania that could flip the state back. The idea that you are going to say an election is over when it's not, and then clutch your pearls when somebody points out that fact like she did. I don't know Sandra Smith. You know, maybe she's a nice lady. I don't know. But the fact of the matter is she's rolling her eyes. She was just told the media doesn't get to decide who the president is, whether CNN calls it or Fox News calls it. That's not what makes it legal. And then she goes, what's happening? We, Fox News, called it. You were just told by an attorney that your opinion on this isn't all that that relevant. And she in the arrogance of the press <laughs> said, no, 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 we called it. Therefore, it's tr- it's not true. All that matters is the legally certified votes getting to the Electoral College, the Electoral College being able to do their job in December. And none of that has happened yet. Is it? Again, looking up for Biden, sure, but Biden is not the president-elect. Biden's team should not have access to classified information at this point in time. Uh, They should not be reaching out to foreign governments at this time. None of that should be happening because legally, constitutionally, aren't in a position to make that claim. And considering it might very well teeter the other way, and very realistically so, they certainly should not be pushing. But that's the goal, psychologically, to make it seem like Trump is being the petty one, when in fact they're just letting a legal process play out. we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. So this morning, um, Mr. McCarthy 
with the GOP said that Pelosi doesn't have the votes to remain speaker. Now, remember, uh, Democrats have called for a moderate alternative to Pelosi because they believe that the more radical wing of the party is going to nominate a radical. And the radical will make the case that Pelosi's ineffective leadership, as I've been telling you for months, Pelosi's ineffective leadership led to them losing House races. Three House seats that flipped to the Democrats last election may flip back to Republicans now. So that's a very interesting case to watch in California. Remember, ballot harvesting was legalized, and then they were able to flip House seats. Well, now those House seats might go back to the Republicans. So you got to pay attention to this stuff. Um, the Republicans may gain more seats. They're not going to gain control, but they may gain more seats in the House. And moderate Democrats are worried that an extremist will beat Pelosi and be able to blame Pelosi for those losses. So keep an eye on that race as well. Here's Bill O'Reilly. 